Hi, loves. Welcome back to Strip Down. I can't believe I have this guest in my home today and in person today. I'm so beyond excited. She is an amazing woman and mom of two. She uses her platform, who she is, her brand, everything to ignite hope in motherhood, music, and media. But she's so much more than that. Like, I love that that's kind of what she really puts out to the world. But I know her personally as a friend and as a fellow mompreneur. I mean, she is a media personality. She's a philanthropist. She just inspires others. She's, you know, been in entertainment for 20 years. I can't say enough good things about this woman. T. Lopez, welcome to my show. Thank you. I'm so happy to finally be here. Me too. And to, I, I mean, selfishly, I just wanted to see you. <laughs> I know. I'm and so be excited around to see you, you and yes, your same. energy, but Aww. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And thank you so much for supporting my show. You know, you are also under your many fabulous hats that you wear, also a podcaster. You had the successful Mom Life Yo for the last two years. It was an amazing show all about that real mom life and, thank you know, you. what everyone was going through with and you. And we wanted to have you on and then we didn't I get know, a chance to And then you guys went on yeah. your head. That's okay. Another chapter, another time. Yes. And now you have Mama Morsels, which is yes. these amazing bite-sized episodes that I listen to all the time because they are literally bite-sized. Yes. And it's Five all about... Five minutes, seven yeah. minutes, little, yeah, little, little Little baby. nuggets of just yep. little morsels of, you know, you sharing your mom life, your journey, things you learn, things you pick up, all these different things that just, you know, are important to you that you feel you want to share. And I think also goes to your message of igniting hope in, you know, motherhood and everything. So I've been telling you I've wanted to have you on for so long now because I just think not only have we become friends of course in this you know crazy mom community but we just really aligned when we first started talking I shared with you you know my heavy postpartum depression into motherhood you were so supportive of me you know you really inspired me to kind of get unstuck we were just talking about that offline before we started recording and I just love like what you do with your platform you know to me I'm like I watch you and even though I know you you know as an everyday you know mom in my life I'm like you're just so inspiring you really do want to ignite that in everyone whether you're speaking at an event or you're doing your podcast you know or you're out performing and singing I mean it's just it's incredible truly so thank you for being here today thank you my gosh thank you (laughs) you're welcome and you're a mom of two you have two girls for those that don't know T. Lopez you're gonna have to go love her and stalk her (laughs) but for those that don't know you tell us like a little bit more I know I kind of gave a big intro but give us a little bit more about T. Lopez and kind of, you know, where you started of now being in this 20 years of entertainment and, you know, being that you do ignite hope in motherhood, music, and media, like what that means to you. Yes. Um, like you said, 20 years in entertainment media, music, touring, uh, television hosting, all things having to do with media. Then I went into producing and writing and all of that. Prior to getting into entertainment, though, I did go through child loss. And I'm, I don't know how deep we would get into that in this episode. I don't think very deep, but just to, just for your listener to know Mm -hmm. my background and where I came from, even before I became a mother for the, for my second time around, um, I had two little boys and they passed away when they were babies. After that, I, I very, you know, worst time of my life, obviously. But then after that, I wanted to make my life count. And so for that reason, I, it gave me courage to do my, what I was passionate about. Because before that, I don't think I was a very courageous person. I was painfully shy. I, it's a, that's hard to imagine. I I, I mean, I love you. That's hard to imagine. It was, um, 
I would get F's in classes that you had to participate out verbally because I I just wanted to sit in a corner and not talk at all. But like I said, you when you go through certain things and you realize I'm still here, you know, I went through this, but I am still here and that must be for a reason, so I better make it count. And not, honestly, that's what gave me the courage to move forward in a big way. It was almost like I had to push myself out. I feel like... What we don't say out loud for moms who have lost babies, when, you, when a child dies, you die. You die as a person. You die yeah. and you go into that grave with them. And then it takes, you have to use a lot of power to violently climb out of that grave yourself. And for me, that was that. That was push. I had to violently push myself toward mm-hmm. something. And f- that for me was music. And it, um, it, it lasted in the beginning I, that it was only music. And then that lasted for about five or six years before I started expanding into other things. I started acting, I started television hosting, I started interviewing people. And that's when I really found a love for hearing other people's stories and knowing how powerful it could be to hear someone else's story. It, And I, as the interviewer, I was ignited with hope just hearing the other person's story. So I knew what it was doing for the audience. So I wanted to really carefully be able to curate that in a way that would reach every single listener or every single viewer on television. And I I started to just delve more into that. And now it's been 20 years. Uh, My kids are... Yeah. 20 years. 20 years. How crazy. My kids are now six. So my second round of of motherhood, my kids are now six and almost four. And they're beautiful girls. They're (laughs) so cute. Oh my God. And their personalities are amazing. Thank you. And then that came with its challenges. Obviously, any any motherhood journey comes with its challenges. For me in particular, it was at a time when I had just signed a major contract when I found out I was pregnant for with my oldest daughter. And it was terrifying. It was it's terrifying, I think, for a woman who loves what they do to get this major life change that they weren't planning for and mm-hmm. to go, oh my gosh, this is gonna is this gonna screw up everything I love yeah. right now? I know, and it's like you feel horrible thinking that way, exactly. but at the same time you're like, oh my gosh. Your career for most of us is like your first baby. So it's like you're holding on to that and you're going, oh my gosh, but this is majorly happening for right now. And then now this is happening. Like, how am I going to handle it? And it is, it's it's very scary feeling. And it's, and that's why I say it out loud, you know, here, Mm -hmm. we're here stripped down, raw and real. That's right. Because a lot of women are thinking that and they don't Mm want to say that because you're supposed to say, oh, this is a blessing and from, and this is what everyone wants. And it, by the way, it is, that is is how I feel, but that doesn't make, that didn't make it less terrifying for me at that time. And that those were your other feelings and emotions at the time. Right. And it was all there. It was all happening at the same time. So I had my daughter, my husband and I are both in entertainment. So we did figure it out as we go. And I think the the fact that we were both so terrified that this was happening (laughs) helped us because it made us cling to each other (laughs) and depend on each other, which made us grow stronger as opposed to um, grow apart when Mm -hmm. the the birth of our daughter came. Mm -hmm. And who would have even anticipated that? Who would have thought that because it was so terrifying that would have bonded us even more? But um, we we had my first daughter and then a couple of years later, again, was not planning for this, (laughs) but was an amazing surprise. My second daughter came and then it became very real of oh I'm, I'm we're not just this you know cute family that has a baby we now have children yeah <laughs> we, like if we have a babysitter it's got to be for children right, right, for right. kids the categories changed the categories <laughs> changed and anytime we now 
have to fly somewhere, it's four tickets. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big a, difference. It's a big difference. Right. Uh, Not a free seat because you're taking the one little baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when I had my second daughter, I realized how exhausted I had become compartmentalizing my life, like being entrepreneur, uh, you know, whatever, rock star, TV person, person over here. And then on the other hand, mom Mm -hmm. and like mommy and me and preschool and wife and cleaning the house. And it was exhausting for me to keep those separate. So I decided after the birth of my second daughter to find something that made sense for me and, and put it together as a business so that I could involve my family and my kids. And for me, that was the show Mom Life, Yo. We did it on air, live on radio. I interviewed moms, which is, I had loved, I had always interviewed celebrities and politicians mm-hmm. and musicians, but I I had this crazy idea. Now, this was before mom podcasts right, totally. exploded. Yeah, yeah you so guys there were weren't the, many. The forefront. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought it was a crazy idea. And I was just like, would anyone even listen to that? <laughs> but we had different moms on. And of course, I took my love for interviewing people and brought the motherhood part into it. And then it made it easier for me to... If my if I had to bring my kid that day, it was fine because it was a mom show, right. and it was you know, expected. It was, it was expected, yeah. and mm-hmm. I got to talk about my motherhood more, which for me on a personal level made me focus on how I was doing as a mom more than it would have had I just continued on regular with my job over there and my kids over here at home. Mm-hmm. It made me really bring it into the whole of my life, and so it really has changed my motherhood. I mean, I. I I set out to help other moms because I felt isolated and what it did was help me more than anything. Isn't that and, beautiful? Yeah. It's like, that's how I feel about this podcast, right? Like I've shared with you, like I started it to share my journey and how dark I felt and isolated and alone with postpartum depression. But then all these moms are reaching out and saying, oh my gosh, I'm feeling that too. Or I didn't even know that that's what that was. And that's where I've been for these last, you know, six months. And thank you for sharing your story. And all of a sudden you realize you're getting therapy from this community of moms that you, you know, really do become attached to. And it's like motherhood is like a sisterhood. Like you just start finding, you know, these people who share the same, you know, stories as you or the same emotions or something different, but they feel the same way as you. And it's like, you just bond. Mm -hmm. And then you realize as you're bonding, as you're sharing, you're helping them, but like, holy crap, you're helping yourself. Very and much like, you're so. healing yourself. Very much so. And I realized like, oh my God, this podcast is becoming like therapy to me. Yes. <laughs> and I love it. Like, I love it. And I'm, but I, I never in a million years, like thought this is what this would be. I right. thought, oh, it'll just be this like, you know, way for me to just get it out there and like voice it. I don't even know if I'll even do that many episodes. I'll just kind of express what I need to because I feel crazy having this in my head, like you said. So saying it out loud made me feel better. And now I'm like, oh my God, this is like a wild, yeah. magical ride. And it's it's true what they say, you know, we set out to give. Mm-hmm. But it's true what they say, the more you give, the more you really get. It's so true. And that's what's been happening. And then so when we stopped the Mom Life Yo Show, um, I set out kind of on my own to, I, I felt like I had such a love and I had such an amazing time interviewing other people and getting their stories. It was such a love for me. I love extracting those stories because they're inspiring to me and I want to inspire others. But I think when I was done with that, you know, I had been now, it's been 20 years for me in this industry. I'd been through all these things in motherhood. And I was like, I think it's time for me to say something. I think I now have something to say mm-hmm. coming from me and coming from myself. And so I started Mama Morsels. Yes. And they're very short episodes, but they are very little much... Little bite size. Little bite size. Very much the things that I've learned 
not only in motherhood, but even the things that I've learned in business, the things that I've learned just as a woman that I then apply to motherhood and how that changes the dynamic, changes my mindset, changes my perspective, changes everything for me. And a lot of those things that I've learned were, were talking to other moms and the, the stories that I was given from them. And then I turned it into mama morsels. And, yeah. yeah. And I, the name is so brilliant too, because they are, they're like these little bite-sized episodes that like, let's be real, most podcasts, they're long because that's what podcasts are. Yes, you want to get through the whole yeah, conversation. You, totally. And I think that was the difference is when I was interviewing someone, I want, we have to go from start to finish. We can't leave it undone. But in these episodes, the first season is a solo cast. Right. So it was just me. So I was like, I can personally complete a thought from A to Z yeah. in five minutes uh-huh. if I'm if I'm not, you know, having right. a, a two-way conversation. Right. So it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's great because it's like even for me, listening I like you know if I only have five minutes like I will turn on your podcast and you know listen that little bite size to encourage myself or to feel inspired from having a down moment it's like an easy thing to digest quickly and take in and oh, you know what I mean you. that's and, what I say at the end I always yeah. say I hope this morsel was easily digestible yeah. for you yeah I wouldn't oh, even know I that I don't it. think I paid attention to that when you say <laughs> that but it's true like it is like you just digest it easy and I think a lot of times especially as new moms you know we we need that we need that quick little easy digest because there's so much going on there's so much chaos and you're trying to take everything in and you're trying to just breathe and and survive if you will yeah. and so it's like you know I think that's why people love Mama Morsels that you created because it is those little bite size of hope and inspiration and everything so when you say you take a lot of it also from like everything you've learned in business so when you sit there and you create these little like morsels does it kind of just come to you do you kind of have to like sit there and figure out like you know like where you're at in your mind I mean I'm sure it's different each time but I'm just curious because I, I, I'm blown away that you can do it you know as a quick little five minute thing because clearly my podcasts are like you know 45 minutes to an hour and a have and like I can't stop talking so I'm just (laughs) which is my personality my parents have always said I have the gift of gab you know but I mean I'm just curious like for you like how that kind of happens and like what that inspiration is especially coming from being an interviewer and media personality and hosting everything you also speak and you know handle so many interviews that are obviously way longer than you know a quick bit yeah so like how is it for you now with taking all that and creating this new show and brand for you of Mama Morsels it was really different for me at first and it was almost really scary for me because it was a radically different project than I had ever done before. I am so used to preparing, having X amount of episodes prior, um, having it all outlined out, having everything prepared (laughs) before I ever start anything. And this was different because it was me and my feelings and my lessons and kind of the way that I tell them also. The storytelling in it is not just what I've been through, but the way that I tell it. And I tried, I think I tried, I tried to outline it in my head of how can I bulk up 17 of these right now and then just release them as we go. And I couldn't do it. And that was scary to me because I'm a professional and I'm used to being prepared. And I realized that in order to do that specific show, I had to be present every week. So Mm. for me, the way that I prepare for that week's show is that there's usually something um, reoccurring in that week for me that keeps coming to my mind. And 
I feel like it's it's in the atmosphere, it's in the spiritual atmosphere with moms at the moment, and I'm trying to figure out how I have feelings about it, and I'm trying to figure out what those feelings are and how I can express them, and it always reminds me of something that I had gone through before. Like mm. there's a an episode that I have in the first season called Parenting Poser, and I talk about how you know, we all, we, we do, we pose for, for Instagram, we pose oh, for, yes. <laughs> we all do that. But sometimes I pose for my kids. How ridiculous is that? But we do. I, right. I, cause I'm trying to be the best mom. I'm trying to be, you know, what five tips did I learn in that article mm-hmm. <laughs> about being a great mom? And I, and when my kids come to me and I, and they are going through something or they're, they're feeling something I want, I want to dig into my tips and go, how can I be a perfect mom right right here? Where's my toolbox? Yeah, Yeah. totally. But it doesn't always apply because sometimes your kids are just looking for you Mm -hmm. in all of your imperfection. So true. And so for me, I will think about the time that I've been a real poser and how (laughs) that has (laughs) not worked in my favor. And for me, that was going from music to television hosting. They asked me to be a television host. I did not I did not seek that out. No, I didn't know that. And I didn't want to do it. And I was almost offended that they would even ask me because I was like, what, is, what are you saying? My career is over, so now I've got to interview other talent. And so I went in and I was just like, they want me to be this hosty host host and I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to be myself. And it worked because... I was just being myself in all my imperfect, I would laugh at the wrong times on camera, but it was authentic and it was real. Mm -hmm. And so I have to remind myself of that when my kids are coming to me and I can't always sit and go, what's, what's the best thing that all the psychologists are, are saying to do right now? Although yes, there is a time for that. But a lot of times in that moment, they just want the real me that's right. what's uh, we're always yeah, authentically I mean, you yeah. I can remember that when I was little I was just always I just always want my mom yeah I always wanted my mom mm-hmm. I don't want her to be perfect I don't want her to look yeah. cute I just, just wanted, wanted to her. know that at yeah. one point she felt as crazy as I was feeling as a little six-year-old you know my older Aww. my older daughter my six-year-old she I tell her her emotions are her superpower because she's got a lot of them and she shares them (laughs) all the time. And there are times if she can't calm herself down and she tells me, mommy, I feel, I feel trapped. You know, she's throwing a tantrum and she can't stop. And I'm, I'm upset and I'm trying to go, oh, what's, what are the tips that I've learned? The breathing exercises. And she is not about it. Right. And she's She's telling me, I feel trapped. And in my, my mind, I went, Oh, I know what that is. Because before this, I had gone through depression and anxiety. And when I had an anxiety attack, it felt like I was trapped. So I was like, she doesn't need the perfect mom. She needs me, the imperfect mom who went through anxiety. She needs that imperfection to know that I see her. She needs to feel validated. She needs to know that I know what that's like. And I have to share that, that vulnerability, those things that we try to cover up. Of course. Yeah. Um, Things we don't want to share. Yeah. Yeah. So, so (laughs) to answer your question, sometimes that will just happen in the week. And I'm like, you know what, if this has happened to me, it's probably either happened to another mom or is happening now. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to share that in a way that, that I've dealt with it in a really honest way. 
Yeah, and that's beautiful. And I think it basically shows that, you know, you allow yourself to be vulnerable, which is really hard for most of us to be vulnerable and to share our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions and what we're going through. Because, you know, I think most of us are taught sweep it under the rug, right. you know, just keep it inside, just, you know, deal with it. And it's like... When I was so... I was always so envious of people like mm-hmm. you who could just be outspoken about things. I was not that oh, person. thank you. Well, that, I mean, all. that's taken time for me too. Okay. You know, I mean, and I appreciate you saying that, but I, I, I've always been outspoken in the sense of like, you know... I'm always loud and I always want to be heard. And like, that's always my personality. Like I said, gift of gab. My parents like used to joke, like we should have named you, you know, Brooke because you were babbling Brooke. And I was like, thanks a lot. You know, it was like, you know, I think so they debated on that name when I, you know, like when they, you know, when they first had me and they were like debating, they're like, no, no, we'll, you know, we'll do Allison for a little truthful one, you know, cause which is true. I'm always spilling my truths, but they were like, you know, you really have the gift of gab. You've been that way since you were super little. So I've always had that, but I feel like sometimes, especially like in high school, you know, when you go through like awkward periods and you're meeting people and you're feeling uncomfortable I sometimes like overly talk just to like feel like I overcompensate to like cover the fact that I'm feeling uncomfortable or I'm feeling vulnerable instead of share like showing that I'm like you know shy and in a corner it's like no this is my way of showing I'm vulnerable and then I think in motherhood and like you were saying with your depression and postpartum and everything I think I started learning like okay, I have to share this because I have to almost like get it out of me. Like it literally needs to come out of my soul, out of my body for me to express these emotions to feel somewhat normal again and to feel good. But it took me a while to be able to vulnerably say like, I'm having a really bad day. Like today's really hard or today I'm really upset and I'm crying over this because, you know, this is how I feel today. And I don't even know why I feel this, you know, suffocated and dark, but I do. And like, again, it's things you don't always want to say because you look at yourself and go, oh my gosh, but no mom's supposed to say that. Like we're supposed mm-hmm. to just be like, this is such a blessing and I love being a mom. And it's like, of course I feel that way, mm-hmm. but it, you're still allowed to feel dark and you're still allowed to feel down because it's like. I- well, and I'm glad that you admitted that, um, it took you a while to even be able to say that because I feel like especially now, it's almost like the, the it swung to the other side. At first it was, at first on social media and online, the vibe was, everything's great, everything's oh, perfect. Picture perfect. perfect. And then it went all the way to the other side, which is amazing, where it was like, authentic, share your vulnerability, you know, everything. But if you're not in that place yet where you can share it, that's okay. Yes, if it absolutely. Took you a while, well said. Yes. That's okay. Yes. And I'm so glad that you ad- admitted that, that mm-hmm. it did take you some time. Oh, yeah, it did. And I, I and I appreciate you saying that because it's true. It's like, it's so interesting, right? When you look at life, like I always laugh because you know me, I'm in fashion, right? That's like my first passion, everything. So it's like, I look at the fashion pendulum, right? Because that also swings, you know, from one side to the other. So it's like, that's life also. Things go from, you know, one to the other. And you're right. It's like, things go from that. And it's like, okay, well, so if... So if you, you know, like basically look at life and you see that pendulum, you're like, okay, so this is going on and now we're at this extreme and it's like, okay, so with social media, same thing, you're right. It's like we went from picture perfect, aesthetic, color, like, you know, oh my God, must be the perfect picture and and we love, it's Pinteresty looking and everything must, you know, be cohesive and everything must be perfect and you must be perfect to now we're finally getting to this almost like more messy, like authentic self and sharing and share your heart. Which by the way, I feel like as vulnerable as I get with my voice mm-hmm. and with my stories. Mm-hmm. I'm also not the mom that, you know, I know a lot of moms will went from, I look great all the time to, nope, here are my stretch marks. <laughs> and I'm also not that mom. And right. that's okay. And that's okay. Yes. And yes, and well said. And, and good for you for saying that because it's true. Just because maybe society or the pendulum swings one way or the other doesn't mean that like you have to conform because you, you shouldn't conform. You should be 
who you are. And I think that's what was hard for me when I became a mom and going through my postpartum depression is I realized that I didn't fit in this Instagram box anymore, right? I came from the world of celebrity styling, being on camera, being, you know, known on Bravo, all these things. And it was like, I couldn't get glam like that anymore because I'm dealing with this, you know, little infant who's, you know, screaming all the time and trying to latch and breastfeed. I spilled, you know, spilled milk on myself and I'm a mess and my hair's up in a bun and I couldn't get glam to save my soul. I couldn't even get out the door till four o'clock in the afternoon, you know, was a good day for me, you know? And it was like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to like turn it on and get a good picture on my social media and then, you know, make it look pretty. And then she's maybe kind of looking at the camera and I look like a hot mess. It was like so torturous for yeah. me. And I realized, I think why I struggled the most was because I was trying to fit into that perfect, perfect, quote unquote, air quotes, box. But then at the same time, I wasn't ready to fully be where it's at now. Mm-hmm. That's super vulnerable self and I think for me I appreciate you also saying like with your words you kind of found a little bit more um safe space and and made it easier for you to start that way and I think I felt the same it was like I started to share my postpartum depression you know feelings and story and started writing out and changing my voice Mm -hmm. and once I started changing that then I started noticing people starting to pay attention to that the right people for my community and then you know other people fell off of course because they were like this isn't glam this isn't you know oh I got so unfollowed at first people were like What is this? This isn't celeb. This isn't beautiful. This isn't red carpet. This isn't quote unquote perfect. You know, and I was like, I'm not in that space anymore, honey. You know, (laughs) I don't even know if I ever was. I just thought I was, you know what I mean? Which is another whole thing. But it's like motherhood really does, like you said, it opens you up so much. And I almost feel like sometimes it like breaks you open, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like how you were saying with, you know, your two little boys. It's like you're broken. But then it's like, do you continue to break or do you break open? Mm-hmm. And do you use that to fuel yourself and to hopefully fuel others and inspire others yeah. to move forward? And that's what I think like when I started changing my voice, where I started finding that power for myself. And I started being like, okay, people are responding to this. I feel good saying this and getting this out there and getting this off my chest and stop feeling like it's just beating me down. And now others are responding to it. So I love that you said that about your voice because I think, and of course for yourself being a singer, like I think it's kind of cool that for you, you recognized it was your voice first because obviously that's like an attribute to you and your personality. But I think it's important, like you said, for moms that are listening, that if you haven't found your voice or if you haven't found, you know, that right picture or whatever it is that you want to express, it's okay. Yeah. Like you will find it. It just takes time like anything else in your journey. And not everyone's journey with that is the same. Not everyone's giving or gift of giving is the same. For me, a lot of it has to do with my voice and my sharing and my use of my voice. For some people, it's not. I mean, I remember watching this documentary about Jackie Kennedy and she was a photographer before she became the the president's wife and did all these amazing things. I didn't know she was a photographer. She was a photographer. So she knew the value of an image and what it could do in order to shift someone's mindset and perspective. So during that presidency, that was her behind a lot of those images, kind of constructing how it was going to be so that the American people could be filled with hope and inspiration. So when you see little Jack Kennedy and little Caroline Kennedy under their dad's desk when he's being the president and he's on the phone doing an important call, but the kids are underneath, that was her doing to be able to show America he's still a dad. Mm -hmm. We're still a family. Mm -hmm. And even, I mean, the heartbreaking part of after he passed away, she wanted him to be remembered and for America to stand strong and that that was a great moment and we can still do it. So, you know, the picture of her son 
saluting his father as his casket passed through the picture of uh, she she made the funeral very similar to Abraham Lincoln's funeral in the way that it looked so and it was all to give hope because when America saw that image it wasn't a complete defeat it was there's honor there was honor in his journey there's still honor in America mm. this and so her gift maybe was not her voice and her speaking but her gift was absolutely like this is how I'm going to give my gift I have a gift for I know the way something looks and what that, that could ignite in people and the same thing for you even with fashion mm-hmm. I mean my sister does wardrobe and makeup yeah I know and you hair, told me that mm-hmm. and she very much so can change the way someone feels oh not, absolutely not even change the way someone but enhance the way oh I always say confidence feels. is your best accessory yes. like, that's what I'm known for saying and I truly believe it it's like you transform them from the inside out you really make them feel good in what they're wearing whether it be you know something simple like a dress they would normally wear but you just give them that confidence or you actually transform their wardrobe and you know their life because they had a major change and they need you know that change up and that dial up in their wardrobe and I completely agree with you and it's like whether it be a fresh face of makeup or a beautiful outfit you do like you feel beautiful and you feel amazing I think that was what was hard for me T when I was going through everything in the beginning with Amelia was that being a celebrity stylist and being in the fashion and expert and everyone knowing I was in fashion that I couldn't get myself dressed and put together and right. I couldn't make myself feel right. that beautiful and find yeah. that confidence because I'm like I'm such a hypocrite I'm telling everyone confidence is your best accessory I can't find my own confidence like what the f is wrong with me well and that's how we feel as moms sometimes we feel like hypocrites because I'm like I have these two daughters I'm supposed to teach them how to be empowered women and they're supposed to have a wonderful sense of identity that can't be broken. Well, what if I didn't have that? What if I don't have that yet, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's the challenge we face with motherhood when it comes to our kids. We sometimes feel like hypocrites. Yeah, We're trying so to true. teach them how to be empowered when we just lost it. Right. You know? Yeah. And so I feel like in that way, motherhood teaches us so much about ourselves and then It's almost like a boot camp in in (laughs) learning who you are really quickly so that you can teach your kids who they are and that they are unconditionally loved. You got to figure out how to how that applies to your life first Mm -hmm. no and I think again going back to your mission and who you are as a brand like what you just said is so beautifully said and it's true like in in igniting that hope for in this case what you're speaking about with motherhood and like being able to look at that situation and be like I'm learning from this and you know you are unconditionally loved and you are special and you are amazing and it's like these little people they don't see that we're like breaking down like even Amelia she's 19 and a half months old but she doesn't if I have a meltdown like she knows something's off but she doesn't see that I'm like becoming a basket case or I'm losing my mind she just sees me like you said as her mama and as someone who's her safety and meanwhile we're trying to hold it together for them and be like oh my gosh how do I teach you to be and it's like sometimes it's, I feel like we overthink everything because especially in today's world with social media and everything that's thrown at you and everything you do you go through like your checklist what am I doing wrong what is this like yesterday Amelia got sick like for the first time and she really doesn't I'm very knock on wood very blessed and grateful like she really hasn't been sick in you know the last year and a half of her life and so you know 
last night she out of nowhere like threw up after her nap which she like I which scared the crap out of me because she's never she threw up when she was a baby but she mm-hmm. hasn't really thrown up since yeah and it was like you know real little people throw up and then it was like you know she had two major explosions I mean save the detail but it was it was a mess and it was just like over and over again you know all like all afternoon to all evening until she went to bed and I was just like oh my gosh and I felt so helpless and I'm trying to google and I'm trying to go through you know my like you said your little sheets of like oh what's this and what could it be and I'm trying to is it teething is it she doesn't feel good what did she have to eat what's happening and I'm trying to navigate it and I'm like a freaking you know wreck and she's just looking at me like mama I just like want to nurse on you and lay with you and I just like want your comfort like that's it and sometimes we overcomplicate that simple place of like I just want you to be my mama right yes it's so true um I learned this from another mom and, oh my gosh, why am I blinking on where I <laughs> learned brain. it and what day? <laughs> but she does uh, this thing where she, where her kids are allowed to tell her at any time of the day, at any moment, I need my bucket filled. Mm. And that means I just need love, wow. you know? And once they can articulate it, obviously, you of know, course. yours yeah, will get to right. a point. Right. Well, yours will get to that, to that point. But yeah. I did go home and immediately... <laughs> give that to my kids because I was like listen sometimes it's not always I know you don't need to hear mommy explain something to you of why you're feeling or I just know that sometimes you just hug and you don't even know why you're feeling that way and you don't even know what and if you say that to me if you say mommy I need my bucket filled I will know what that means and we're just gonna hug and we will just hug until you're until you're filled and so both of my kids do that now. And I will tell you, it sounds beautiful, but sometimes it is not easy. Sometimes oh, I'm it's sure. In the You're in the middle of, of something. Sometimes it's in the middle of me yelling at them for something I've told them to do oh, 27 wow. times. And um, I, you know, and I'm in the middle of going, I just <laughs> right. don't. And you know, they see me, and of course they get scared because I'm I'm scared. I feel like the reason why adults start yelling is because we are afraid that we don't know how to handle a situation well, we feel so out we of just control. so we're yeah. out of control mm-hmm. so we try to overpower so I'm yelling and then of course it terrifies them and I'm in the middle of going why didn't you and they'll go I need my bucket filled oh my god and I and it's in the middle of it right and I'm angry yeah I'm and you're at like angry. another level I'm at yeah. another level yeah. and it is hard in that moment to go okay, yeah, no, come on, let's do it. And, wow. and to hug them. And it is not easy. And I don't always have an easy time with it, but it has helped. And to what you were saying when it comes to um, feeling like we're we're losing it over here and you know we they just want us. I feel like one of the biggest gifts that I've given to my kids is to talk to them about if I'm disappointed that day, because then it makes them less scared of it. It makes them less scared of days when they have disappointments or when they feel, you know, my kids are in school now, so Mm -hmm. they come home and if it was a bully situation, whatever it was, and you want to protect your kids. Yeah, of course, everything. And at the end of the night, we always do, what was your high point of today? What was your low point of today? I love that. I've had a lot of families do that, and I've had a lot of moms on the show say that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm totally going to do that because I just think that's so beautiful and you share what life is because there are highs and And there are lows. And I used to think that let's not share the lows. Let's keep it positive, positive thinking Mm -hmm. all the time. But the importance of the lows were that not only could they share what their low was with me, but I could share what my low is with with them so if I just had a bad day I could tell them that and then for them it just registers as like oh you can have a bad day 
but then life still goes on and mommy dealt with it. Mm. And so it makes them less afraid of it. They don't try to push it away. Mm -hmm. And they know that some mommies are humans. Right. Mommies are people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think sometimes too is hard because we even try to look at ourselves as super mamas. We try to do everything. CEO of our household, run our businesses, you know, take care of our kid, do this, do that. It's like, and then you look at yourself and then again, and you've said this to me even like at other, you know, mom events when we're hanging out, you have to pour back into yourself. And I was going to ask you like with all the things that you do and like with teaching the girls and sharing these highs and lows, do you ever kind of, since you do share like the disappointments and that, do you ever share with them like mama needs to refuel herself? Kind of like how the girls are, you know, I need, you know, my bucket filled. It's like, well, mama needs her bucket filled too. Yeah. How do you navigate that with your girls? I sometimes will say I need you my bucket filled oh, too. Oh, good for you. Um, and then they come and hug me, and it's a special moment. Yeah. But sometimes that's not what I need. No, I need totally. Alone, yeah. alone time. Right. And go so get a massage. Will... Go walk around. Go so, be in Target for three hours for no reason. Oh my <laughs> that's gosh, me. My favorite. My favorite. But I will say I need quiet time because mm-hmm. I've taught them to say that as well. You know, they're sisters, and they don't always want to be around each other. Yeah. So I've taught them, instead of you just yelling at your sister and going, ah, get away from me. Say to me, say to her, say to us, I need some quiet time and then I'll back you up. Mm-hmm. And then we can, I can explain that to your sister in a way that she doesn't get her feelings right. hurt. They're, they're two years apart? They're two years apart. Two years apart. Okay. And I have, I grew up with many sisters, so I get it. And I know what it's like to want just some space, for God's <laughs> sake. And so now I will say that to them because now they understand what I need quiet time means. And I will say to them, mommy just needs quiet time. Right. Can you just, I'm going to close my door. I'm here. Nobody's leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm going to close my door. Can I put something on for you guys? You want to watch Daniel Tiger in the meantime? You know, right. But yeah, what's I, their happy space? Because you need yours. Yeah. yeah, I need right. some quiet time. And so they, they understand it for the most part. Sure. Yeah. Of course, I'm sure there's challenges within that as yeah. well. But like we you're able to you're you're able to express it, which is good. And I love that you said sometimes you do say, "I need my bucket filling." That's cute. Yeah. Because I'm, you know it's true. It's like I think we always forget about us as moms, right? Like we take care of everyone else. I realize this about myself so many times, and I have to continuously work on myself for this. And why I found such gratitude and just such like fulfillment in meditation because some days I can't get any other kind of cup fill. Like it just it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And at least if I can just do that for five minutes in the morning, I can at least somewhat set myself up yes. to be able to take on the rest of the day. So what are some, I hate using the word self-care because it's such a buzzword, especially in the social media world, but it is a real thing. Yeah. What do you do in the sense of, you know, you get your quiet time, of course, that's you trying to give yourself a little bit of that space. But if you get to like do something else, what yeah. are your happy places or what are your ways of self-caring for yourself? So a big thing for me, just like you said, is the spiritual part of it. For you, it's meditation. For me, it's sometimes it's a certain type of meditation, but I try to start with um, prayer, meditation, whether that for me is that morning reading the Bible, whether it is listening to a certain podcast, or I have audiobooks that I really mm-hmm. love, and uh, I don't always get it at the very beginning of the morning, because sometimes I'm woken up by kids' elbows in my boobs, <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's my morning, and now we got to get to school. So sometimes I'll do it right after school drop-off. I try to do it as early as possible, because it is very helpful for me. But yeah, it I, sets up your day. I agree with that. Yeah. And I used to... When my husband and I got married, we sat together, and this was, by the way, I, we had already had one. We had already had Ellie, and I was pregnant with Irie when we got married, but the night before, we sat together, and we were like, okay, 
we know what we love about our relationship we know where we are but let's just do a quick check-in and we're getting married and what do we want for a marriage and so I expressed to him like here's here's how I believe it should go if you're in agreement with me I think it goes God first then us then kids because if we deal with us we can deal with our kids as a united front and we Mm. can be stronger together Um, and then kids but of course as a mom I would slip in and out of that. Mm-hmm. And I would, when the kids got older and then there were two of them, I was always going kids first, kids first, mm-hmm. kids first, kids mm-hmm. first. And then my husband, when I have time and then my spiritual practice, when I have time and it was backwards, it right. was completely backwards. And I was exhausted all the time. And when I remember on the good days and I, and it is a practice, it's mm-hmm. a practice because mm-hmm. practice makes perfect because, because <laughs> it just gets better and better as you do it. So right. Well, it becomes more of a routine. It's like, same with me. The more I do it, the more I'm like, oh, I need to meditate. Oh, I feel good doing that. Oh, I need to remember to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it's got to be spiritual first. I've got to feed myself spiritually. And then that becomes, everything else becomes less exhausting because what it does for me is I remember my identity. I remember who I am. And that, just that alone empowers me to go, oh, okay, I can do this. I am a child of the Most High God, a princess in this kingdom. Mm. I have authority, a birthright here on the earth. So I can I can co-create with God what my day is going to be like. And I have all of heaven on my side. And if that's true, then I'm not in this alone. So for me, remembering that in the morning, whether that's just one page devotional, whether that's one song, sometimes mm-hmm. it's one song. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for me, I can't always be the affirmation girl and look in the mirror and say certain things because whatever, I don't have the time or sometimes yeah. it's awkward. So for me, sometimes it's in a song. It's mm. a song that's declaring just that. because you love music. Mm-hmm. And it's just easier to just have on and sing along. <laughs> right. But when you're singing along, you are declaring it. Mm. You're declaring what that song is saying every time you sing. And sound, I mean, sound creates, right? Words create. And so a lot of times for me, it's just a song on the way to drop off the kids at school. And I'm singing along to it and I'm making sure I'm aligning myself. And then from there, it is so much easier and that's I mean sounds almost impossible because it's not like I'm going and taking a nap Mm -hmm. but it really does energize me it really does give me the strength wow that's amazing well and I love when you were just saying about you know it helps you like remind you of who T is and like your identity did you feel I mean obviously now you're a bit more of a seasoned mama but like I definitely went through this with the postpartum depression and becoming a new mom did you feel at one point when you became a mom or maybe even just a mom one mom two you lost your identity you kind of lost who T was yes okay and how did and like how did you navigate that and like did you did you recognize that you were kind of losing yourself because I think it took me a while personally to actually not only recognize but actually like come to terms with like oh wow I'm really losing Allie yeah I'm no longer Allie I'm like mom yes I'm mom yeah exactly it brought up a lot of things for me the second round of motherhood brought up so many things that I didn't even realize it would from my first round of motherhood Mm. I didn't think that not that I felt like that part was gone but I definitely felt like it had been long enough I, yes, of course it's still there, but there's been so much healing, but it did remind me of not just the times when I had lost my identity before, Mm -hmm. when it came to losses, but even when it came to successes, when I, every time I attached myself to a defeat or a success or a title, even it was taken away from me. It, It just meant that Anything that I attached my identity to that could be taken away would give me an identity crisis. And I remembered the first time around in motherhood when my 
uh, boys passed away, and they pa- one was a month old and one was a day old when they passed away. And I remember, I specifically remember feeling like yesterday I was a mom and today I'm not. What does that mean? Who am I now? And of course, you know, we're all, I mean, you're always a mom when you when you lose a child. That never goes away. But if if it's not in your daily activity, mm-hmm. you don't really feel like you own that title anymore. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't just it's not just motherhood. Even if you've gotten divorced and you were right. a wife yesterday and now you're not, if you go through these crises because we've attached ourselves to those titles. Right. Even in jobs, I would say when you are doing yes. something for years, it's so well said and you have a title and you attach yourself to that title and then that title changes. You're like, well then wait, what do I do now? Right. What, what is my purpose? What right. am I, what am I doing? Right. It's so true. When people retire, same mm-hmm. thing happens. And I remember I, I just, it made me go, Oh, so I can't attach my identity to that. And I can't even attach it to the successes because I've had those amazing successes in my career. And then when I reach it on that day, what happens the next day? Like, right. you know, what yeah. am I now striving for? So for me, it was the, the answer lied in my spiritual practice I had to dig okay deeper than the mom part dig deeper than the wife part deeper than the singer deeper than what's all the way down at the bottom and it went down even to I'm I'm also a daughter my parents are my parents Mm -hmm. and I'm a daughter nope even deeper than that who am I and for me it it that's the rock at the bottom I am a child of God Mm -hmm. and if my identity is only that that can't be taken away from me. No matter what I do for a living, mm-hmm. no matter whose spouse I am or whose spouse I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's what I pass on to my daughters because as women, we tend to be such nurturers that we we just want to be what somebody else wants us to be. Mm-hmm. And we give and give. We give and mm-hmm. give. Or when we you know, get into relationships, we go, what do you need? I'll be that. Mm-hmm. And you're constantly so changing true. who you are. And I don't want them to do that and then feel like a failure if that relationship doesn't work out or feel like a failure if they get demoted at work or Mm -hmm. because that's not their identity so I don't want their identity to ever be affected that doesn't mean that things in life don't happen that are disappointments but it should never affect our identity and yes so at the beginning of motherhood I I started to feel that and then I had to deal with all of that Mm. do the work and realize that that's what it was and then from there, I was able to pass it on to my kids. That's beautiful. And I think that, you know, that, that resonates even, you know, with me personally, because it's like, I felt that way. It was like, I felt like I lost Allie and I almost, in a way, I kind of feel like I did, but I almost lost like this, this old sense of Allie. And I feel like this like new sense of Allie was reborn in a much more beautiful, strong, inspiring way. And how you were just saying with like the layers and digging, I had to do the same. I had to go through and be like, okay, celebrity stylist, fashion expert, tea personality, like all these things that like you think are important and you attach, you do. And I I didn't even realize I think I attached until you just said that, you know, sitting here, I'm like, wow, I did attach those titles. You, you do, you make them part of your success and your story. And yes, that's great. And that's, and then yes, that's a part of your story and your successes, but you're right. It's not you at the end of the day, when you strip all this away, not you there's who I am and what I do right those things are different right and um and even there's who I am what I do and what my life experience is I think for me my life experience is being a mother I mean it is the one of the most important things in my entire Mm -hmm. life and I I so hard yet so rewarding so hard yet so (laughs) rewarding and I don't want to take away from that meaning like when I say that my identity is I'm a child of God and that's my identity Mm -hmm. I don't want to take away from the role of being a mother because that is I mean, one yeah. of the biggest things in my life, you know, but so well said. I, I think that when you dig all the way down to the bottom, it's about knowing what that is. So for me, child of God, and then knowing 
what power you hold there. Once you know that, and for me that is, okay, what does a child of God do? A child of God has, has rulership of the earth. God gave man rule over the earth. So by birthright, that's what I have. Mm-hmm. And rulers also serve. Mm. If you're a good ruler, you serve well. And you serve your fellow man, your fellow human. You love. You were called to love. You're supposed to love everybody. And so sometimes it's the most powerful thing I feel. Sometimes it makes me feel the most like invincible. Mm-hmm. Like all these <laughs> angels are on my yeah. side. And sometimes it's the thing that I'm clinging to because I have nothing else. It's always there. Right. So it it's always away. there. Yeah. Okay. So that, so for you, that is how you reconnect, how you kind of pour into tea and how you're able to, when you do go through those moments, especially of the identity and all of that, that, that's where you, that's your home base. That's where your safety is. It's strengthening, that's beautiful. strengthening that. Yeah. And then from there going, okay, well from there, what are my gifts? Right. What are, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. And then on top of purpose, what are my assignments? So for me, per, the purpose of my life in this moment is to give hope mm-hmm. through media to mm-hmm. motherhood, music, media. And then that's the purpose. The assignments or all the hats I wear. As mm-hmm. a musician, I do that. As a mom, I do that. As a speaker, I do that. Yep. As Media all the assignments up on yep. top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I had to figure out what the roots were before I figured out what the branches of what I do are, were. I love that. I had to find out the roots were. Yeah. I mean, and I think that that's so beautifully said because I think so many moms can't get out of the roots space, right? Mm-hmm. They just feel stuck like at that bottom place and they can't. They can't get out, whether it be they feel suffocated, whether they just feel beaten down, whether they feel lost, whatever it might be. Because I've talked to so many moms who have expressed that to me in different ways. And now that you just said that with like the roots, I'm like, wow, that makes sense. So, so many of us feel we're just at the roots and we don't know how to grow, if you will. We don't know how to excel and continue to go up in the world, especially as mothers yeah. because you feel so changed by motherhood which you are I mean there's so much science behind you literally are reborn yeah but it's like when you actually look at that and look at your life again and try to figure out your purpose and everything you're doing it's like well how do I get past these right now you know, now yeah, where does it right. go <laughs> exactly now where does it go now what do yeah. I do yeah and I think part of me figuring that out was a lot of times what you want to give and what you're gift to give is it's usually something that you've needed the most Mm -hmm. so for me I needed hope you know when I lost my first kids I needed hope that was going to get better after that or that there was life after that and then in the music industry you know not not too many people have hope that like you can actually have a relationship in that industry and have a family (laughs) and also still work in music Mm -hmm. and so I think that's what I give off I give hope that that's possible because I needed hope that that was possible the most and so once I found it and even sometimes I'm still finding it but I want to give it as I find it so I think if you're looking for your purpose a lot of times it lies in what you need the most yeah because you're you're searching for it the most and you find it and you find different ways to express it and you know what you feel like when you're at the darkest moment of that place so you're able to find somebody else in it you recognize it instantly in somebody else mm-hmm. that they need the same thing that you do and then once you start pushing your way out of it you start realizing whatever tools that you use to push yourself out of it you can now give those tools so it's like whatever you needed you give 
And yeah, that's for me where I found my purpose. Yeah. And so well said. So, and I mean, and I just think that like, that's just such beautiful lessons, whether you're a new mama or a seasoned mama or even a mom to be, to pay attention to and to take in, you know, in your own way, because I think you're right. It's true. Like we all go through different dark spots, whatever it may be. And it's like, you do have to dig and find like, what is it that you need? Because most likely that's what you're going to be able to give Mm -hmm. and then be able to receive and share and help others and help yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and, And it's so true. So for you with, igniting you know motherhood and media and music what are new projects you're working on because I know so much we've gotten so deep which I love because you know we're all about raw and raw here but I'm like before I like kind of you know close this episode off I would love to hear like what new projects you're working on what we can like be excited for you know what you're looking to inspire us mamas and all that like please share yes so season two of Mama Morsels just launched just launched. I'm so excited Um, the first season is obviously still there. Second season is just launching now. So I'm going through all the episodes now, getting ready to launch one. I'm hoping to do one every week because that's what I did with the first season. But this time around, there's a lot more travel on my end work. So that's launching and Mama Morsels is turning into a book. Oh my God, that's so exciting. And again, it will be a small book, just like the episodes (laughs) are small. It will be a small, easy read. They, you know, that's That's awesome. That's what I need. What I need, I give. Right. I love that. (laughs) Um, That's so exciting. When is the book coming? I planned for 2020. Okay. Hopefully that doesn't get Uh screwed with. Right. But But I'm planning for late 2020. Um, Speaking engagements are happen often for me, and I would love if anyone would want to come and connect with me. I'm, you know, you and me are very similar in the fact that I actually want to connect with you. I don't just want you to follow my stuff. I want to know you, and I want us to connect. And I'm always so inspired by other moms' stories, and it just helps me along in my journey. So, you can look for anything that I have coming up on my website is official t lopez. My Instagram is official t lopez as well. And music wise, my husband and I are working on some new music together. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, because you guys were traveling quite a bit recently yes. over, I saw you guys performing and watching your Instagram. Yes. I'm always watching. I'm like, oh my God, it's so yes. awesome. We were in Miami last week. Next week, we go to China. Wow. And, um, and yeah, this, this whole year, this past year has been really about, it's been a big transitional year for us. So I... I used to be so afraid of transitions because it's just scary to, to be kind of in limbo. But I feel like I, what I've found in this transition and now what I will look forward to in every transition is that transition is such a space where now you're back at zero and literally anything is possible. Mm. Anything is possible. Like you can just switch everything up if you want to. And that's <laughs> exciting. So that's what we've been doing this year. And a, along with that came us really focusing on our little family and my girls are just at these ages where they're 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 taking on everything and they remember everything and I want them to get a sense of this is who our family is this is what we do this is what we believe this is what we give to others we've been really focused on that this year and we've even taken I mean for an entrepreneur this is crazy but we've taken one day a week where we don't do anything but family stuff. We don't mm. work at all. And I, when I say that, I mean, if if anything comes, if a big project comes that pays a lot of money, if it happens on that day, we say no to it. Wow. And that's scary. Yeah. But it has sh- really shown my kids we value them and we value their time. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like, oh, we are what mommy and daddy do when they're done with 
right. other stuff that they're doing. Right. And you create space. You create space. And um, that part, I think, was scary for people, for hustlers. Hustlers, yeah, I guess. Absolutely. We're all like hustlers and grinders, especially here in California. Yeah. But it has been, um, it's been working really to our benefit because when we end up saying no to those things and getting refueled by our family mm-hmm. on that whole day and not to say the rest of the days yes we're doing school pickups school drop-offs in those times there's bonding as well of course we have dinner time of course but meaning one full day the kids know Mm -hmm. the kids know that's family day so they look forward to it and it makes us refuel which makes us better at work the rest of the week yeah um so that's what this year has been about and i'm looking forward to seeing what that brings us as a family so there's the work stuff but then on the family side i'm looking forward to this next year what that's going to look like for our family and how we're going to grow in that way as well that's amazing i'm with the, i'm just curious like because you guys are doing so much with music and touring do, is it mostly just you and your hubby going or do you guys try to incorporate the girls or sometimes take the girl like how does that because that has to be i imagine hard too because you yeah. guys are two working entrepreneurs you know that are thriving as parents but also in your own rights and your careers and then have these two thriving little girls how does that play in? It depends. When they were younger and there wasn't real school. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Not that preschool isn't no, real school, totally. but preschool, you can take them in, bring them out whenever you want. Now in elementary school, and they have to be there at a certain time and they cannot miss and they can't be absent all these days, it's, it's harder now. We used to just bring them on tour with okay. us. And sometimes my sister would come, you know, and, and take care of them while we were on stage. Sometimes they come on stage with I us. I love it. <laughs> but, um... Now it's a little different, so we have had to. <laughs> I will tell you, the first year that we that we had school, like the first year was kindergarten. So the first kindergarten year, we looked at schedule and we were like, oh my God, we're parents. <laughs> we have to now not, we have to not travel during the times when they have to go to school. Um, so that part was different to have to get used to that. But I will say that it created more structure in our lives that we thought we had. We thought we made it work. We thought we weren't those people. And it did <laughs> bring some type of, you know, a, just, a, just a peace. It brought peace to our home because we knew that this is the time they get out of school, meaning this is the time we've got to be there. And it did be, make for a more peaceful home. Um, now, it depends. So if, if my older one has school and she can't miss school, then they will stay with my parents and my mom will take her to school. Um, and if it's a time when they can come with us, then they come with us and we'll, we'll tell the teacher ahead of time and ask for her schoolwork. And it's, it's a lot of, uh, maneuvering, yeah, a I'm lot sure. of planning, but good but for you works. for at least yeah. like incorporating them when you can. And then obviously when they have to be there making it work how you have to. And, but man, those four plane tickets, <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> That is, that is a that's a, that's a real wake up call. Oh, we are a family. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm always just curious. Cause obviously I've told you that like we're wanting to, you know, go for number two and you know, Amelia's is 19 and a half months old and it's like, you know, in the future and it's like, you know, we're, we're curious about like life, what life's going to look like when you, you know, have two, we know it's going to be a shake up and a transition as you said. And, but it's very inspiring to see someone like yourself, you know, who is thriving in so many different, you know, areas of your career and as a mother and everything and being able to do it all. And what I love too about UT is that like when you talk about it, like you say, you know, you kind of let this thing 
go to then work on this and then you you know you focus on this and then this hits the wayside I think that's so important and such a good message for moms because I think so much again with social media and everything we're kind of told like you can do it all you can do it all and it's like yes absolutely you can but not all at once right or when you do it all at once, you're just, you're done. Oh, you're, you're exhausted. done. Oh, you just collapse. And I've oh, done yeah. that. That's the oh, thing. So I've done that. And that's how I learned that I can't do yes. that. And so for me, it came, that's why I wrote myself a personal mission statement. My personal mission statement is igniting vibrant sparks of hope in music, motherhood, and media. And when I came up with that, I was like, oh, I don't do 57 things. I do one thing. I ignite hope. I just do it across different platforms. Mm. So whether I'm in music this year and I'm neglecting my TV stuff this year, I'm still on mission. So yes. it doesn't make me feel like that. that doesn't exist because I still feel like, no, I'm still accomplishing it. Even if I'm at the grocery store, even if business isn't going great and I'm at the grocery store still having these conversations and igniting hope, I'm still on mission, yes. you know? Yes. And nothing is suffering when my mission is still clear to me. So I had to write myself that Good personal for you. mission statement yeah. so that I wouldn't be so exhausted and I don't feel exhausted now. I feel like I'm on mission. Right. I'm good. Yes. That's great. I, I I love that and I think that's amazing and you've given so many amazing gems here today and I can't thank you enough for you know being so real and raw and just sharing so much of your heart and your story and everything you know how what you've gone through to kind of get to where you are today. I know it's like just going to you know, ignite and just help so many, you know, mamas like, you know, myself included, I feel so like filled up now, you know, for the rest of my day. Um, is there anything else that you would want to, you know, leave my audience with before I like let you go and everything? I, I will. There's one thing that really just brings joy into my house and has relaxed us all when it comes to parenting moms and dads and babies. It was the very first episode. I made it the first episode because I felt like it was the most important thing and it's such a simple thing to do. The, our, my first episode of Mama Morsels is called Conditioning the Unconditional and it's about unconditional love. We all love our babies unconditionally, right? We do. It's absolutely, that's yeah, not in there. question. Yeah. That's not in question. I realized that I wasn't always showing them or telling them that in a way that they understood it. So for instance... I would say, because these are the right things to say, I would say, I love you because you're so beautiful. I love you because you're so smart. I love you because you're so kind. I love you. And I realized that my kids were attaching my love for them to all of these things. So mm. when they weren't kind at school or to my one of them wasn't kind to her sister or if she didn't do great on her test and now I'm telling her I love her because she's smart, but what if she wasn't smart that day? Uh. So it, it, I, I noticed it when they started almost trying to make up for it with other things. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And I asked my daughter, why do I love you? She said, you, you love me because you're, I'm smart. You love me. And I was like, no, baby, that's not why I love you. I love those things about you. I love you because you're Ellie. Aww. And she, she had such a look of relief on her face. Aww. And so now every day or whenever I remember, I say, why do I love you? And she says, because I'm Ellie. Or I'll tell my Irie, why do I love you? Because I'm Irie. And just that one simple thing lets them know it doesn't matter what you do in your life, how smart you are today, how kind you are. It does not matter. You have a place here, and that's not going anywhere. And I feel like it created less tension in the house. It, they, it wasn't full of tantrums anymore mm. because... He just knew that they were there to stay and they didn't, weren't so frustrated. And they were about, just loved. Because in a kid's logic, you think, 
it's black and white and it can't logic. Yeah, they don't it's, have gray. Right. And so I, um, for me, that's something that's so small that I feel like will change any, any household or not even change it, just secure it, secure mm-hmm. it for your kids, secure it for yourself. And it's a daily proclamation of just, I love you no matter what. And it's a simple thing to say, do you know why mommy loves you? Because you're you. And so every day you can ask, why does mommy love you? And they should, they Aww. can answer because I'm yeah. Amelia, because right. I'm mm-hmm. Ellie. And so, and it makes them laugh Aww. and it brings like, a little joy in the house every day and it's the smallest thing that makes the biggest difference. I love that. And I think that too, that the smallest thing makes the biggest difference just in motherhood. Mm-hmm. I think that's just so well said yeah. because we always, again, try to do these grand gestures, try to do all these big things as super mamas and it's like the littlest thing like you yeah. just said of that, what you do with your daughters is a game changer. And then it shows them to value themselves and that love is free so they don't go try to earn it mm. in really toxic ways in their relationships and in life and Mm -hmm. on the playground they're not trying to earn somebody's love to be Mm -hmm. their friend they know that they are just loved oh I love that and I mean that that's just beautiful well I told you at the beginning of the show I always ask you know I feel like you're doing so much but I always ask what is your biggest pet peeve right now motherhood and your biggest reward because I think it's just so important to share that because we all have them and again it's things we think but maybe feel especially the pet peeves feel bad saying out loud but I'm curious of yours right now the biggest pet peeve that I don't want to say out loud to (laughs) other moms is I hate parks (laughs) (laughs) why do you hate parks Ah, uh, I mean, we're here in California. The weather's amazing always, but the sun Minus is always the out. <laughs> right. The sun is always out. It is always hot. I don't want to yeah, chase people so a- across the monkey bars <laughs> and across bars that they're going to fall and hit their crotch on. I don't want to do it. I end up doing indoor play yards. My poor kids are going to be like, trees? What are trees? <laughs> well, at least you, I mean, you know, at least you're all about the plants. You guys watch her like Instagram stories and anything. She's always <laughs> singing and talking to her plants and like, well, I'm telling you though, it works because all her plants are like super grown. So at least they have plants in the house. They at least see yes, the greenery even yes. if they're not in it. No, they I mean, they go to school and stuff, but like my, my kids are always like, can we do a play date at the park? I'm like, oh, You're like how else? about at Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> Where I can see you I love it. and you're not climbing a tree. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, what's your biggest reward right now? Um, my biggest reward, I had a big problem when I was younger admitting that I was wrong and apologizing because I think that wasn't always modeled for me because especially with immigrants, you got to come in, you got to come in strong mm-hmm. and you can't admit defeat because it shows weakness and you got to be strong just to be here. Mm-hmm. And I think my family did such an amazing job of, of modeling that strength for me. Um, but when I when it came to relationships, just life in general, it was not easy for me to admit I was wrong and apologize. Mm-hmm. But when I had, I, when I learned that about myself and how much power there is in just taking responsibility, I started not not teaching my kids to apologize, but I started apologizing to them mm. when I was wrong. And the biggest reward is I see them do it now. I'll see them take responsibility for something and I'll hear them playing and my little one is like, you did this. And, <laughs> and my older one will say, you're right. I did. I'm sorry. And she'll give her back the toy. And I'm like, oh my God, I did that. Uh, that was me. I did that. And, and just because kids yeah. do what you do. Of course. They don't always yeah. do what you say. Right. So, yeah. yeah. They mo- monkey see, monkey do this. Well, they say that. And they, they watch you. No, I think that's great. And I, I think that's like such a good message and, and good for you because that does take a lot to be able to apologize and everything. I would say for me, my biggest pet peeve uh, going back to social media would be just like 
constant mom shaming. It's mm. like nobody, like like not nobody, but like so many moms like want to quote unquote support. Right. But like I, it, maybe it's insecurities. Maybe it's just not knowing how. Maybe, you know, some of it may not be malicious. It might just be whatever. But it's just, I have dealt with personally so much mom shaming. And it's just like, we just need to support each other. To you? Oh, all kinds of stuff. Like, oh, you know, it, like, you know, today you were sharing all, you know, all these things about, you know, being depressed and like that, you know, really got me down to it. I'm like, okay, well, listen, by all means. And like, if my, you know, network and my channel and my, my stuff is turning you off, like by all means, like you need to unfollow me. And I'll say that. I'm like, you, you need to turn me off because if the, your safe space is what you create. So if something is bothering you, you need to just shut it down. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's me or someone else, the TV, whatever it is, but I'm sharing it because I need to share it yeah. for me and this is my platform and my and, and where I am and, this and is, someone else needs to hear it and go oh me too okay right. I'm not alone yes, yes yes and then other times it's like you know I'm out and I you know and I, and I look you know look cute because I'm at a red carpet and they're like oh well you know how did you get it together today and you know oh you look so beautiful and like you know I'm, I'm sitting here in my sweats and I'm like that's not to make you feel right down like, right. Uh, trust me there's plenty of days I'm down in my sweats I get it but like the days that I can get out the door and get myself together or a makeup team gets gets me together I've gotten feel, that one before yeah I and I feel empowered because I'm like well I feel beautiful and I look beautiful and whereas the days whereas when in my career you know I could just do that no matter what those days are far and few between for me yeah. so now I'm very appreciative yeah. I'm very grateful and I like to take that one random selfie and take those pictures and feel good about it so I just feel like the mom shaming like it just it needs to end it doesn't matter what you're saying to someone it doesn't matter if you think you're maybe saying something you don't feel as shameful like it is and like mm-hmm. you have to be and I try to do the same like be so careful of your words and like even when people come to me for advice I'm like listen this is my opinion this is what has worked for us please do not like take this and feel like it triggers you like this is just my experience yeah and what I'm giving you because you asked me because it's like I feel like so many times you just you even if you're trying to be helpful or you're trying to just express something you don't realize how much that can crumble another right. mama's spirit or right. where she's at you know so it's just like to me I'm like let's, let's just stop the shaming just yeah. be more united that's why I love podcasts we've had this conversation why I think podcasts are amazing because it's this ongoing conversation of you know uplifting and inspiring and igniting and it's like that's what it should be. And mm-hmm. I feel like social media is trying to get there, especially with this whole new wave of authenticity and vulnerability. But it's like, we're only going to get there if we continue to also let go of all the other stuff. Right. So for me, like that's my biggest pet peeve right now because I feel like I deal with a lot of that just from everything I post and what I share. And it's just some days I feel like I can't share anything. Other days I feel like I share too much. It's just like, oh my gosh, someone pick a middle. I can't even find my own pendulum. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's hard for me. Yeah. Um, and then biggest reward would definitely be kind of similar to you as far as like Amelia's concerned. Just little things. Like I tell her now, like, please and thank you. And she'll yeah. go, please. Oh. And she'll go, thank you. And she'll like sign with her little hand, thank you. And it's just like the sweetest thing. And my mother-in-law and father-in-law, Mary Jane and Joe are here right now visiting for the holidays. And they've been playing with her and having a great time with her and you know they'll give her something and she'll go thank you and I'm like oh my god and they're like oh she says please and thank you and I'm like I did that you know it just makes you feel so good like you said it's just this little thing but you go oh my gosh in some way shape or form it worked and you're listening and you're doing it and like this is amazing you know so like that's just so rewarding for me right now to see this little person starting to emulate and take on all these things that I've been like giving her and teaching her in little bits so I just I just love that and T go ahead one last time because we kind of like had so much more of a conversation plug yourself one more time tell us where we can find you you know all your social your site the podcast everything and of course it'll be you know in the show notes as well thank you it's officialtlopez.com that's just the letter T Lopez 
uh, Instagrams are official T Lopez and at Mama Morsels is the podcast. And you can find Mama Morsels on iTunes and yeah. wherever you anywhere you listen to a podcast. Anywhere you listen I was to a like, podcast. I'm sure I've seen it everywhere on my website as well. Uh, if you just listen in the web and yeah. Yes, and thank you so much for being on. This was thank literally you. like so igniting. I knew it would be special. It was the right time to align. So thank you so much for being here. Until next time, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. We're Sarah and Matthew Bivens, hosts of the Doing It at Home podcast, a show dedicated to empowering stories and resources around home birth. Our mission is to normalize home birth and encourage mamas and families to be educated, supported, and empowered by their birth choices whatever they are. You can find the podcast in Apple, Google, Stitcher, the Pod Network, and on our website, diahpodcast.com.